I'm Annie. And I'm Ellie. And we are those spooky bitches. Listen, I leaned away from the microphone, but I'm pretty pretty sure I might have blown a speaker. I think I might have done that too, actually. I should have leaned back. Sorry if you're wearing headphones. Oopsies. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. I can. This is probably the first time we like really made eye contact. Actually, yes, because we usually sit side by side. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of strange. Yeah. I like you, but eye contact in general for me makes me a little like Me it. too, because like the more we do it, the more I'm just like, oh, hey, look, there's a dog right there, and I'm going to pet the dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're back. We took a week off. Which, honestly, may be a thing now. Yeah, I think every other week feels like a good rhythm. Yes. we got to let you guys miss us a little bit. I mean, you know. And plus, I'm like, our episodes are long enough. I feel like that can carry for another week. And then, you know, life just happens. I've got a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. Annie's got a lot of stuff going on in her life right now. So it just seems like a good little, like, compromise, I guess you would say. Yes. And we don't want to get burned out because this is literally one of my, like, favorite things. Yes. And I really enjoy doing it. So I want to make sure that when I do participate in it, that it's quality. We're, like, enjoying it, too. Yeah, that, too. Yeah. And, like, you know, I keep telling myself, well, I have those two weeks to work on everything. And it's such a lie because... ADHD. <laughs> because neither of us do anything until the day before. Like, literally, I did write a few lines last Sunday. And up until that, like, I'm sitting there this morning and Annie's like, I still haven't started. And I'm like, girl, me either. <laughs> I'm trying to take on this, like, universal idea that I will know when I know. Okay. You know, like, instead of trying to search so much uh, for things, just in general, not necessarily cases or uh, things to talk about, but in in life, I'm trying to not search so much. I mean, like it will be made readily available. Yeah, like it'll come to me when I need to know about it, mm-hmm. and then I find that when I do that and I really kind of surrender to that, things happen so much more easily. Oh yeah, there's a lot less stuff. It's not involved. forced. Yeah, I'm not like sitting there typing away like what's the best case to do or. What's the best thing to do? So, and that's why we decided to do a roulette today, where we could just choose whatever the hell we want to choose, and then not have any kind of specific pressure. Right. So no big theme, just like you get what you get. Yeah, whatever <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking about it, and you're yeah. gonna listen to it or not. But that's you your are. decision. But you really <laughs> should. I'm yeah. just saying. Don't go. I mean, we love you guys, and at least some of you love us. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've gotten really good, like, vibes. I feel excited about our our listeners because it's just a good community of people. Yeah, that's true. Especially because, like, they have the same tortured, weird, morbid mindset that we do when it comes to things. Also, I just have to say this. So, like, another thing, ADHD. Like, you're so matchy right now. Like, your glasses, your shirt, (laughs) your wrist, everything is just all rainbows. Yeah, so I have a thing for rainbows. Mm -hmm. I always have. And I just got these glasses in the mail this week. Thank you. They're supposed to be transition lenses, which I've never had before, but makes me feel like I'm 700 years old. Um, Not like bifocals, but like when you go outside, they're supposed to become sunglasses transitions. Mm -hmm. If you're not familiar, that's what they do. That's my Um, goal this year to to get get some that do that. I got them off Zenni Optical. That's where I used to. Yeah, I used to get stuff. But But yes, dude, you you can really. 
really like customize their stuff to you. Because back when My Favorite Murder first came out, I actually had a pair where my name was on one side and then Stay Sexy, Don't Get Murdered was on the other side. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I know. I don't know if they still do that. That was a million years ago. I'm sure you can. So, yeah. But I just, you know, I love that they always have good frames that aren't super expensive. And my prescription is expensive because my eyeballs are. I understand. I'm not going to say anything bad about them because they're still working and it could be much worse, but they make things more expensive for me. Yes. And so, but Zenny's not that expensive. Mm. And, you know, I've always had good quality glasses. Like, literally, all the glasses I've worn for the last few years are like that. But I've always, I'm, anyway, so if something is rainbow, like to wear, I will buy it. Yes. <laughs> and so what happens is I get into this space where, to me, I don't feel like I'm very colorful because I'm like, well, I usually only wear, like, nobody cares. But I really only wear like black leggings and a shirt most of the time and most of the time that shirt's black I like black black makes me feel happy me too and uh anyway so I forget that like my watch band is rainbow my glasses are rainbow my shirt is rainbow because I just don't think about it yeah because I just buy everything rainbow and then suddenly I'm like a a walking (laughs) walking rainbow (laughs) Rainbow, which is great I love it you know yeah there's nothing wrong with that at all it's just super cute though yeah because I was like I don't think I've seen and they're are they sparkly yeah (gasps) bro they're glitter they're sparkle glasses go ahead take them I'll be blind for a minute I'm okay it's fine they're so cute. Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry. very excited about we it. We are. I'm we are sorry. very much a Spectrum podcast. Like, totally fine with that. Okay, so how have you been the last two weeks? Listen, I like in our family. Alone, oh my gosh! Yes. In our family alone, oh. there have been like four car wrecks. Okay, I, I know about the three. I didn't know that there was a fourth oh, as well. I didn't, okay, oh so my gosh. I don't know what's going on. And then today I watched a wreck happen right before this. Um, okay, so long story short, there, Jared, uh, my tech guy. <laughs> you want to rewind that back real quick? <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be okay. Everybody listening knows who he is. Yeah. Um, tech guy's sister, he has a lot of them, so stay with me. So one of his sisters hit a deer on oh, nice. like Thursday of last week. Yes, Thursday of last week. Not this, uh, like a, nine days ago. Yeah. Then the next day, I was on the interstate with the children in the car, and we got rear-ended. But every, oh, so first of all, she was fine. The deer was not. Neither was the car. We were fine. The car is okay, and the person that hit us is uh, probably upset with himself, but doing okay. And then that was a whole experience because we had to like wait on the side of the road for like four hours. Yeah, I was about to say, like you were texting me. I was like, it is like a 9,000 degree temperature. It is Mordor and you're just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, and like downtown on the side oh, even of worse. the street but or on the side of the interstate. But it was totally fine. We were safe. We had gas. So like we had air conditioning. Oh, okay. And the kids were good. And luckily I prepared ahead of time and had brought like bottles and stuff for the baby. But um, anyway, so that happened. And then my... Uh, mother-in-law so still tech guy's mom was driving uh my son and his aunt to go to an event and then they were t-boned at the intersection so my poor son was in two car wrecks yes luckily they were fine she has some bumps and bruises and probably a concussion she had passed out while she was um in the car but um they ended up being fine but of course that was really scary uh, but actually, the day before that happened, that was the last one. The day before that happened, one of Tech Guy's other sisters was hit in a head-on collision by a driver whose steering went out. Power steering went oh out. Oh my god! And I feel really bad. Everyone in that wreck is fine. Of course, the car. None of the cars are fine. <laughs> we need to um, coconut oil 
sage, I, holy I water, sage, like everything for your family. <laughs> yes, I have saged and blessed everything. I'm gonna scoot this. Oh, sorry. Too loud. No, you're not too loud. I think the microphone is just very sensitive today. Um, last episode, we were told that I was too loud, uh, which is not shocking. But we're just trying to still figure out. I like we went into the episode so excited. I'm like, we've got great new audio. It's so great. You're gonna love it. And then I'm listening to it back. Like, that was terrible audio. Well, I'm mean, into like out loud. It's yeah. not very noticeable. But when you plug in headphones, which you and I both do, because mm-hmm. then we just it's again easier. spectrum thing is just mm-hmm. better for us. And then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yes, I, I can see what's going on there. It's a bit. It was a bit much. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to hold back. Anyway, long story short, all the cars not fine. People, totally fine. Deer, not fine. Uh, <laughs> but I feel really bad for the driver that hit Jared's sister. The, the steering went out because could you imagine driving and suddenly your steering wheel like can't work yeah, and exactly. you just start you veering. No control. You're just veering into the car in front of you and you're like, I really hope I don't kill this person yeah. today or myself. Like, Anyway, so I feel bad for them. But Petrifying um, experience there. That's been most of my... That's been really all I've dealt with. It's nuts. I I don't even want to say it. I said this last time. I was like, I feel like every time that I have some crazy story to tell. There's more. (laughs) And I don't want to tell it. Yeah, I have, um, I do physical therapy twice a week for my back, which is not related to the accident. It's been happening for a long time. Anyway, that's a whole other story. And every time I go in there right now, every single time, she's like, how are you? And I'm like, well, I'm not good today because, (laughs) because every time, the first, so the very first time I made my physical therapy appointment, my dad had been at my house and he fell off a ladder and I had to call to have him taken to the hospital. He's fine. It was just a, a leg injury. And when that happened, I had to call and cancel my physical therapy appointment. Well, they thought that I was calling because I was calling an ambulance for my dog. They thought my dog had fallen off a ladder. Anyway, so I ended up going to my first appointment, and they were like, so how's your dog? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, me being like, I don't, what, what are you talking about? And so He's I was fine. like, Ricky? He's, He's great, okay. you know? He's happy. Why do these people care about my dog? And then I was like, oh, okay, my first dad. of all, our kind of people also would care about your <laughs> that dog. That is true. <laughs> um, so every time I go in there, I feel like I have some crazy story to tell. So I would just like to not have a crazy story to Keeps tell. life interesting for sure. Not one of those. I would like like a real, a good like, one. I like, win the lottery <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah. Or somehow, like, publisher's clearinghouse comes yeah, to yeah, the front door. Like, yeah. Or like, Yeah. But that was my week, it, or a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's been good. I can't really complain. Everyone's safe, and that's, that's really all that matters. That's just the most important thing. And yeah. I was definitely just like, since since the baby was involved in like two of them, I was like, is he okay? Because I'm he, sure he's just like, what? What is happening? Why is this happening? Ours really wasn't terrible. It's just like my back of my car needs a bunch of work. But like the car that he was in, the second one. That was bad. The car was totaled, and had they been hit at a different angle, like, I can't say that my mother-in-law would have been okay, so Mm -hmm. I'm really grateful for that. But, of course, you know, he was up there visiting because I was trying to be, like, a cool mom and have a little break and, like, let him go hang out with Grandma. And (laughs) they call to tell us what happened, and they're, like, two hours away from where we are, so I just felt, like, really helpless. Anyway, but... We called him to see how he's doing after everything happened, and he was like, I'm okay, but the car's not, the car got in a crash, but I'm watching a movie, so I gotta go. Yeah, and he's like, I don't even wanna chat. Yeah, he's fine. He's like, I'm good, I just wanna watch this movie. And apparently, he got like, they crashed in front of a bank, so the bank people saw and like brought him a bunch of like lollipops. So he was like, like, This "This is is great. great. (laughs) We do this every day, you know, just like anyone else would hit the car. 
<laughs> I like the lollipops things. Oh my gosh. But what about you? Tell precious. me all the things. Uh, really? I mean, work has... Okay, so the past Your hair's years, different. Can oh, you start yes. with that? Actually, yes. My hair has gone from fuchsia to blue. I love it. It's a very pretty blue, I'm into I'll it. say that. I'm, There's parts of it right through here that didn't die, but it looks to me like I it's kind of it cute, great. actually. It almost looks like um, ombre. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little fuchsia purple it. and then mm. the blue. I don't know. I love it. I, I love it. it. Yeah, so I'm like, it's kind of cute. Yeah. I would keep it if it were my head. I like it, and I want to. You I think I do want to, because I went to Sally's to just to see if they had any like the shampoos to keep it bright yeah nine cents i got three bottles of shampoo for nine cents wait they what? were in the clearance aisle oh that makes yes sense. so that's yeah exciting. that manager was awesome because technically i think they were only supposed to sell like two to a person but mm-hmm. literally that's all they had were three i love it and i'm just like can i just split the transaction like, what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you, you want me to walk out and walk back in it's like, it's like not about person. it so yeah. yeah i have all that stuff and everything um I've forgotten because the last time I hear was like blue because I've had teal and all these other colors. But the last time I had blue was like in 2012. Okay. And I forgot that it literally stains everything. Oh, I have a story. Everything. It's like printer ink. Yes. I'm like convinced that it's the same thing yes. as printer ink. I tried to dye my hair blue once and I used... Plus yours is... Okay, first of all, her, mine, I have no hair, okay? It is extremely thin. I'm on the verge of balding, and Annie has this luxurious, <laughs> thick, beautiful hair. I would happily give some to you. I, I would take it too. Um, so I wanted blue hair really bad. I've always wanted different hair, but I've always like um, the last like six years I've been in the Burgundy family. Yes, because I was beautiful. working like a very professional job, and and now things are changing, and you can have more like fun things, but. And it was in healthcare, and that's really like gonna be the probably the last place that changes that role. Um, Unless you're in the biggest city next to us, because yeah. literally all the hospitals I have to go to constantly, people are tatted up and yeah. everything in tears, and I'm like, yeah. yes, this is amazing. It's getting better, which I'm really excited yes. about. Um, anyway. I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. So you wanted to do it blue, but it was like a professional setting. Look yeah. at me remembering. What I know it's you. I keep getting a, a hit and hit and drive, a little kisses, just like by the way. Not I'm by just, me, by the dog. No, but yes. I mean, you know, <laughs> I can't. Um, so I wanted to go blue, so I got splat. That's what I got. It was a double lift. From the grocery store, and I'm not saying anything bad about Splat, but I had never used it before, so I was unsure of the process, right? Mm-hmm. So I slap it all on my head. I think I'm doing big things, like I'd used gloves, so I wasn't like, I didn't get it anywhere. I was very careful, and I went to get in the shower and rinse that stuff out. It stains the shower if you do not clean it immediately. It stained my body. Yeah, I don't know. I looked like a smurf. (laughs) It was so bad. And the next day I was supposed to go to work and I just stood there in the shower and I like could tell like I was blue. I mean blue. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? And I made tech guy come in there and we took actual bleach. Yeah. And had to like bathe, had to do a bleach bath. I don't know how long ago that was. Because, like, A, I am oh, the most like messy. Seven years ago. Oh, yeah. I am the most messy person when it comes to dying, okay? It's on the wall, it's on the sink, it's on the floor, it's all yeah. over me. Somehow, somehow, some way, I got it on my head and my ears and just parts of my face. That was it. 
That was impressive. I was like th- yeah, for me, it really is. It's like World War Three when it comes to me dyeing my hair in there. It's it's awful. They say that you can put like Vaseline yes, everywhere. And I didn't. I was because I was reading the instructions and it did say you know put it. And my mom told me the same thing. Yeah. The day after. Of course. Um, thanks, but mom. I also yes. <laughs> I also um, every time I do my hair because I am such a messy person, I go to Sally's and I get the wipes. Yeah. And like I get the big thing of them because yeah. I use so many of them. But yeah, that was little I don't even know how in my you. life I didn't get it everywhere, but I was so proud of myself. I'm really proud of you, honestly. That's a that's a feat. It was, was just the shower. The shower on the other hand, I was like, uh, I need to like scrub while I'm washing my hair at the same time it's, and everything. It's it crazy. is crazy. I so every time I see someone with blue hair, I'm like, how the hell are you guys doing? Exactly. This? Yeah, that they can keep it. Nobody's that way. talking about it. I feel like it's such a commitment. It is. It really Nobody is. Nobody even really knows. And sometimes the way it fades out too can be a little bit weird, you yeah. know, because I think I ended up dying mine black after that again, which usually it's black and red, and black and red is my thing. Um, but I have tried stuff in between. It's very yeah, Lilith of you. I do. You. I like it very much. Yeah, I don't know. I feel kind of like the, whenever you have like ravens that are just like catching the light just the right way. Yeah. That's how I feel. <laughs> I love that. So yeah. Okay, it so. Makes me happy. You were saying work, and then I violently oh, yeah. interrupted you. Yeah, but oh, I interrupted you because of your beautiful glasses and everything. So yeah, <laughs> you guys. Obviously, we also don't see each other in between our recordings. Not all, we so, do talk a lot, but yes, we don't but not like actually like face to face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like ever since 2020, work has been insane. Yeah. Because all the veterinary clinics were shutting down, only doing appointments, only doing stuff outside in the vehicles. Right. We weren't doing all that, so you we know, took some of them still yes, aren't allowing are. people to come in. Yes, they're they are. Um, and I'm not arguing with that at all yeah. because I mean it's still yeah. a thing going yeah. on. I think it's kind of easier sometimes, honestly. Yeah. From like a healthcare perspective, sometimes it's just easier to go to the car. I'm like, don't bring your five kids in. I'll come out. Yeah, here. exactly. I'll just and come check to your you. ears in your van. You know, it's just <laughs> yes. easier. But and anyway. that's whenever COVID happened, right around the time I actually got it slash didn't get it, I had it. Yeah. Um, that's what they did. They came out too. Yeah. Do all that with the car, and then the woman that came out there was like nine months pregnant. I'm like, girl, go back inside and bring me someone that is not pregnant yeah. because I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so ever since that, like literally, everybody was shutting down. Everybody was just like doing all these other things. So we are catching overflow for the past two years. We have caught so much overflow, and people literally were traveling from multiple counties away to get to us because we were the only people that could be seen. So it's like we were just at that point where like we were bursting at the seams and it's just insane. Yeah. And a lot of people don't really realize that. Yeah. And so I don't know what happened this week, but this week was just like every five minutes I'm trying to inhale and exhale. I'm like decompressing for longer times in my car as I am getting off of work. Yeah. You know, and then I'm kind of being a little bit, you know, moody when I first get home until I can either A, just excuse myself for the night or B, yeah. calm down first. Yeah. So it's been crazy. Like, I mean, just flooding people and everything. It's been very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and this, I feel like this area that we're in, it is it's booming right now. so fast. There are so many people moving here from other states. Like, I, and California is a big one. It's because they, they all have money. Well, they don't all have money, but they have money from California real estate because if you sell a house there then you will get like as long as your equity is enough you could basically pay cash for a house here so Mm -hmm. all of these people are coming and paying cash on all these houses so like if you live here already you can't afford to just like move because somebody else is gonna buy up your house or bid higher than you from like California which sucks and it does suck and there's not first of all don't come here 
there's no we have no rights. <laughs> That's that. It's not funny, but like, yeah, it, like no, but seriously, don't come like here. the way this me, it's not. Few days. I mean, or maybe do and maybe vote. But yeah, I'm about to say if you so. exactly, yeah, let's swing the vote. Yeah, That'd come really on, nice. everybody, come yes. on in, you strangers. <laughs> Make sure you but, have your voting yeah, card. So people are just like they're they're very frustrated with us because we're kind of just overly. Busy, yeah, and it's busy, so hard, you know. And um, and I mean, like, but we're still taking, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just frustrating because people are really upset with us. Yeah. And then, you know, we're just trying to do our best to make sure everybody has a quality experience right. when they come in. We'll, you know, we get people in. We want to make sure everything's good. And um, so it's just been overwhelming. It really has this past week. Yeah. Hopefully, no one I know is listening to this because I might get in trouble for saying all that. But it's true. I don't think um, <laughs> I don't think you're saying anything that isn't that is negative. Yeah, I mean, it, it just is what it it's is. It's factual, not opinionated. You're you're busy and you're tired, and that's okay. If they have a problem with that, then and they can I mean, talk to me. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know me, I am not a healthy person. I have so many health problems. So for me just to exist every day, like I'm already waking up with no spoons. I am negative in my spoons. And I'm operating, I am, yes. And I'm trying to operate the absolute best I can between mental health and tons of physical health. Right. That people don't understand at all. Right. Because I'm a high functioning person. Right. (laughs) So it's just like really hard for people to be like, what, you look fine, you're doing fine. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm really not. (laughs) That's the thing too. You can't see chronic pain. Mm -mm. Um, And and when you live with chronic pain, which I don't really, I don't feel qualified to speak on it, but um, I do have a lot of people that are close in my life who have a lot of pain issues. Mm -hmm. And when you live with it, it's very different because, you know, it's always there. And... Some days are really, really bad, and some days are just bad. And it's like, but more too. It's not just that. There's always like, if you have one issue, there's like five more, and they're all interrelated. Right. So yeah. So and you can't see pain always. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's I think hard for people to understand that just because you aren't hurting and you're going and hiking and whatever or I don't know you're at the grocery store walking around for an hour picking out your produce and it doesn't hurt your body that doesn't mean that every step for me feels like a lightning bolt and yes. I'm still able to do it because I have to do it or the days you to actually survive. Do feel well enough to do that right and you're gonna pay for it later yeah <laughs> you're totally yeah. gonna pay for it later even when you do feel good enough to do it that I can relate to so, it's yes. like I struggle with that a lot especially with my back issues right now yes. it's like on the days I feel good and I like push myself, I know the next day it's gonna be painful to keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But if I stop doing it, this is the worst part about yeah. it all. If you sit and do nothing, it's like even worse. Yes, and that's like, what my neurologist told me. Like, that's one thing I like about a lot of my doctors is that they're even though they don't work together, they still understand that everything's correlated. And she will ask me, like, all the stuff that's been going on and everything and how I'm dealing with it. And she's like, well, I just want to say, I know you're in pain and you're sick all the time. But she's like, just keep going. Because she's like, if you ever stop, You'll die. it's all going to catch up to you. I know that's She's like, so just don't stop. And I'm it's just like, true. Okay. It's really true. I really believe this is like, I mean, maybe a hot take. But I really believe if you stop moving, you die. Yeah. 
I think you just that's do. Some, I mean, that's the thing to do. You know, like with you, older elderly people, they yeah. say, you know, they want to keep busy, they want to keep moving because yeah. if they don't, if they don't, then that's then when it's all gonna. That's the beginning of the end. Yeah, and that's so morbid. It is very morbid, but it's like everyone talks about it. And I, I mean, every elderly person in yeah. my life has said something like that. Yeah, it's not like I feel like that's life advice. I'm not like picking on somebody. Yeah, or get your steps in. Yes, <laughs> my friends, <laughs> get your steps in. We'll go walk with you. Just yeah, <laughs> if I need to catch you, it's okay. Um, um, so beyond that, just like I said, that's that. And like you just mentioned about your eyeballs, I want to read and I want to do things to enjoy them, but I don't. Ha- I just can't feel it. Like I want to yeah. play a video game or I want to read a book. And right now, all I can do is listen to audiobooks. Speaking of reading, yes, um, I want you to shout out your TikTok. Okay. Because I want people to follow you. Okay. <laughs> because I really have have forced her. I forced her to make a TikTok because she has a wonderful gift of helping give messages to people that she will never admit to. Not that she doesn't want to admit to it, but she doesn't like praise. Um, anyway, so the point is, I want everyone, I'm going to let you talk about it too, but I really want everyone to go, if you don't mind, and you have a TikTok account or you have a friend with a TikTok, if you don't mind to go over there and follow her because I'm, I really want her to have a community so that she can go live. Um, you have to have a certain number of followers over there to go live, and I really want Ellie to be able to go live, especially with me on live. Yes, so, we could just let that. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and so if you don't mind, if you'll go over there, tell them your username. I think it's Answers with Elizabeth. It with is, a yeah. Z. <laughs> I tried changing it to Answers with Ellie, and I don't know that it ever took. I didn't um, ask for permission, so I'm going to ask for forgiveness for bringing this all up. <laughs> but um, if you, yeah, if you're listening and you have a TikTok, please go follow her because it's just a really safe space and I think it's important it is a very inclusive that, space yeah that you uh, give yourself the credit for creating that space oh, well, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me neither yeah. one of us know how to handle positive like life. literally I took a screenshot the other day of something that Annie sent me because instead of being like your normal praise she called me like a little goblin I'm like I will accept this <laughs> I, did. I will accept this praise. <laughs> I was like, aww. <laughs> like, you can call me all kinds of random things without being, like, that overly nice stuff. Just... It did make, I mean, it, it was fitting. Yeah. You know? It really was. I, It wasn't like I was just like, you're a goblin. No, no, no. It was fitting to the conversation. It was like a pet name. Yes, you know? it was My sweet. And I was like, aww, I'll take that. <laughs> Compared to the other stuff. Um, but I will say, though, because uh, I have been listening to audiobooks, and, you know, I listened to The Exorcist, and then I read a book called My Best Friend's Exorcism, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that touched on more topics than just the horror. It's the horror of life itself, things that mm-hmm. are going on. Right. Well, I'm starting, an- I almost finished, actually, with his other book. Um, and it's the same thing, basically. And it's like, I think it takes place in the same community. Oh. Because if you've read the book, one or two sentences in there lets you know that it's the same area. Yeah. But um, it's a completely different thing. And again, like I will be sitting there driving and I'm like throwing my phone and I'm mad because I am getting like so into this because you do have the horror aspects. But most of that time and most of his his books, it's all about real things and that women have had to go through and all this other stuff. I don't want to like give a lot away. But I've been getting so, like, actively into his books. Like, reading's supposed to make you feel things. It's supposed to invoke emotion. Yes, it sure is. And, you know, we can enjoy a lot of our books. But the ones that really, really, really just, like, stir you or piss you off, like, mm-hmm. they get you to think. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I've been reading this week. And it's been, I just, like, haven't been able to really, like, put my phone down. 
I've been like I do that anyways. I do yeah. stuff around the house while I listen. Yes. But I'll just be like sitting there for a minute, like really listening to the whatever they're saying, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, if you like kind of horror stuff and everything, I think it's Grady Hendrix is the name of the guy that wrote the books, but it's like a Southern woman's guide to slaying vampires or something Ooh, I like love that. that. Yes, it is good. But I recommend doing my best friend's exorcism first. I need a like I need a pleasure. Li- that sounds weird. I need a <laughs> I list of pleasure. <laughs> Pleasure reading. <laughs> Let me just take a break. Uh, and a word from our sponsors. We have none. Okay. Um, but yeah, I need to like make a list of pleasure reading because I have, I keep coming across so many things that I want to read, but it's hard with these kids, man. Yes. Like, it's just real hard to... And then by the time they're asleep, I'm like half alive because, mm-hmm. you know, the baby's not sleeping all the way through the night yet. And, oh, and uh, I'm like not convinced that she ever will. Um, she's lucky she's cute because otherwise I'd be over. She's so cute. But um, no, it's it's a good thing. She'll sleep eventually, and I'm, I will be able to well, recover. I will say that because I've been listening through the library, and yeah, there's mm-hmm. some things I'll put you on a hold for. Mm-hmm. But what I've really been wanting to read is The Handmaid's Tale because I've seen that it was on Hulu for years, mm-hmm. and a lot of people recommended it, but I never actually read it until the other day when all this shit was happening. Yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah. And like what I saw, because I saw just the first episode, mm-hmm. it was very triggering for me personally the things that happened in that Bro, episode because it's happened wait, to me <laughs> and I, I just stopped watching it because I wanted to read the book and see because I do better with that yeah but I want my own copy of the book <laughs> so yeah. I can actually like I know I know a lot of you are gonna cringe I never used to be this way until lately after being, being on Kindle for so long mm-hmm. but highlighting passages because oh yeah yeah yes and I, I already told Annie I opened that book and within just the title pages and like the first one or two pages there were like so many signs yeah for me that yeah. I was like oh okay yeah I'm supposed to be something reading something about this is important yes yeah I I have watched The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. I have not read the book, but that is on like the top of my list of things to like actually read. I think there's some discrepancies between the Probably. two, but I don't think that is anything crazy and I crazy. Also think she that wrote I can the book like remember the 80s, hearing maybe or something. So there would also be nuts? that. You know? you know, it's just nuts to me that people can write these like dystopian novels and not really think. Cause wasn't it like 1973 when everything was. All of the political stuff was... There's a bunch that's happened that, since the 60s and 70s. Isn't that when it was passed? Am I silly? I might be silly. Let me look it up. Um, but anyway, so... Long story short, yeah, it was 1973 is when they passed Roe versus Wade officially. And so it's crazy because then a few years later she has this book come out about like oh haha ha, what a what this crazy happens? idea that could potentially happen and here we are in 2022 but anyway not to be a debbie downer i also want to read the book yes for sure yes so i'm i'm hoping i can uh probably grab it here in the next few days and, and grab it sure. um so yeah that's on my list of things to read next but with all that happening too um my aunt like a month and a half ago was bitten many times by a grand recluse spider and I could have swore she told me it was a black widow, but then my mom said it was a recluse, so whatever. They're both not great. It was a spider. It was a spider. And <laughs> it tried to kill my aunt. <laughs> Clearly had a vendetta. I'm like, who sent you? Right? Because it was her arm and then like three spots on her leg. And I'm just like, what? Like, did it bite you going the way down? Is that what happened? It's like a buffet. So, yeah, you know? exactly. Like, munch, munch, munch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I sh- we should, again, we laugh at things that are horrible, but like, she is. 
totally fucked up right now. I mean, like, her leg. No, seriously, Annie. I will show you a picture. I feel oh, so I totally bad for her. her. It probably because was a brown recluse. It was. It was a brown recluse. That stuff will eat your leg away. It will. And it, like, ate part of her arm away, and she somehow managed to and get that under control. But the yeah. bites in the leg were different. And plus, it's one of her bad legs anyways. Like, it's already not a great leg. And, um... So, this is what pisses me off about the local hospital that, honestly, no one should ever go to. Oh, the one... Yes. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. we're whispering That's to right. each other, so we don't say anything about... <laughs> so sorry. Um, <laughs> it's like we're just like, charades which, over here. Which, 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 <laughs> which were these places? two horrible places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but no, like, everyone in my family has gone there for years. And always gotten messed up. Like, so everything to the points that they all had to have amputations and all these things. And just da, 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 da. And I'm not saying it was all the hospital's fault. Okay, the lifestyles involved were all their fault. Y'all right, right, just right. call out and say that. Yeah. Y'all did that. But. Y'all did that. Y'all did that to yourself. That's and then you. they also did that to you at the same time. Um, but she went in finally and they were going to do surgery on her and antibiotics. And then they decided not to do the surgery. They sent the wound people down and they cut parts of it out while she was in her room. Oh. She came home, went in a week later, and they cut parts of it out. She's not getting anesthetics. Because the lidocaine and stuff like me, it doesn't work on her either. So she just basically was tortured? Yeah. Okay. And then sent back home when she should have had fluid antibiotics. And she should have been kept there anyways. Yeah. And, yeah, now it's it's horrible. Like, where they've had to, I guess you say, like, debriding the tissues yeah. and everything. And, like, she's on antibiotics right now at the house. We, You know, she has, like, a little port drip. Yeah. But it is awful. Like, finally, 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 she's able to get on crutches and kind of touch it down a little bit, which is a big thing because it was so infected and abscessed out yeah. that, I mean, she was miserable. I mean, she was crying. She was oh, upset. I, I mean, just, like... They, they really did her wrong by not fixing this problem the first time around. Right. But, you know, like, the past two days, she's been actually on crutches and stuff. And I'm just, like, so proud of her <laughs> because, yeah. I know what it's like just to have, like, I shattered my ankle and I've had multiple surgeries on it. And every single time I have surgery, it gets infected mm-hmm. because my body doesn't dissolve the stitches yeah. or whatever. So I know how excruciating it feels when that infection sets up and yeah. you can't even move your leg without wanting to scream. And, but yeah, so that's been going on too at the house, like, you know, and everything's like, she's just had a really bad way of it. Yeah. <laughs> this past month and a half, but she's with us, and then her um, pup is with us, which makes, of course, my healer really, really happy that she has someone to play yeah. with. <laughs> but it's been, yeah, it's been crazy between just, like, work at home and, like, yeah. you just want to, you just want to crash and do, yeah. like, nothing but just, like, stop existing for a little while. Yeah. I'm not talking about unaliving myself. No. That's not at all what I'm saying. No, but just stop having to do things. Yes. yes. Oh, my no, gosh, guys, we've just talked, I think, probably, I feel like for, like, 45 minutes just on our... Um, only 33 minutes and 54 seconds, but who's counting? <laughs> You know, not me. Well, just like post if you want to skip all the other stuff. The, the talking yeah. begins here. <laughs> yeah, the episode begins at actually four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <sighs> so we're doing um, podcast roulette, which is where we randomly select a subject or topic or whatever, and then we surprise each other with it. Yes. Um, you guys know we tend to surprise each other with the cases that we do, but we don't. But we have a theme usually. So this podcast is no theme, just whatever we want to do. So do um, I have I'll tell you what I have. Okay. And you tell me if you want me to go first or you. Okay. Um, I have a missing persons case. Is it the local one you were talking about? 
No, but I need to reach out to the family because I really want to do that. Oh, okay, one. yeah, I, I got slightly excited too. I was like, "Is it the one?" That- <laughs> I guess I really want to reach out to them. There's a local family who there's a missing persons case on one of their family members, and I really want to reach out to them and have them be involved in an episode. Um, but I haven't even like contacted or spoken with them at all. Um, but I really want to. But I kind of want that to be like its own gig. Um, but we'll figure that out. Okay, eventually. so. Is it like a recent or no? no. Okay. It's like fifteen years ago. Okay. What do you do? What's yours? <laughs> I could not like I, I was trying to look for other stuff, but for some reason I just could not get away from the one that we intended to do anyways. Okay. So I did a Ed Lorraine. Okay, case, love that. And it's for the Snedeker House haunting, which I mean technically the movie Haunting in Connecticut kind of spawned from that, but I mean yeah. obviously everything everything, excuse me, that I've read, it's like nowhere near what it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I ended up doing because I was just like I can't. I'm just so interested Gotta do in it. this. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta finish the timeline. But yeah, I, I did have some other stuff too. I just Okay. Yeah. Well, what do you wanna do? I don't care, what do you wanna do? You are always so good at them. Um, I'll go first okay. because I feel like if I don't do it soon, I'm going to forget everything. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Because she just wrote it at 10 o'clock this yeah. morning. I mean, no, no big deal. But <laughs> these notes may be a little... I tried to, like, put them in order after I, like, Mine did all my stuff. Too, yeah. But then this one's hard because with missing persons cases, there's always theories to go over. True that. And so I can only do... I don't know. It's hard to, like, do the theory at the same time of the timeline, but that's not the point. This is the missing person case of Madeline McCann. Okay, I've heard you talk about this. Which is probably... Like, I don't know anything about it. Probably the most famous missing persons case ever. Um, I don't think there's been one that's more infamous than this case. Uh, this... So you would say more than JonBenet, then? So that was a murder. I know, but... Like, didn't they take that They had first? a body. Oh, Yeah, okay. but this person, there's no body. Okay. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like... Okay, so it's not not a cold case where they have a murder that isn't solved. A missing person's case. So it's not a homicide case. It's just she's missing. Yeah, just like... Yeah. Um, Which was really confusing to me when I was first learning the differences between all those things. Because I'm like, cold case, unsolved mystery, why... What all the labels? Anyway, so Madeline McCann was born on May the 12th in 2003 in the UK. Um, She's the daughter of Kate and Jerry McCann. Um, She, both of her parents were actually really, really, really smart. They are both practicing physicians at the time of this incident. Um, And she had herself, who's the oldest child, and then they had twin, uh, twins after her that were like two years younger, Sean, and I, and I believe it's Amelie is how you say the name. It looks like a French name, but they were from um, the UK. Sorry, I'm tickling you with my feet. Um, So anyway. Long story short, beautiful family, really well put together, two doctors and three kids, right? They decide on Saturday, April the 28th of 2007, they are arriving at their vacation at the Prada de Luz, Luz, Prada de Luz in Portugal at the Luz Ocean Club. Um, They're planning to spend a week there as a family and go on vacation, just hang out, swim, do beach things. This place, the Luz Ocean Club, um, it's kind of like a resort, but it's not a resort. It's really like somebody, it's almost like somebody bought an apartment complex and rented it out. And it has like a 
um, tennis court and a pool and a little like bar and a tapas restaurant and some apartments. So they ended up going on this vacation with seven of their friends. Um, those friends would be Diane Webster, Fiona Payne, David Payne, uh, Jane Tanner, Russell O'Brien, David and Rachel Oldfield. Um, and there were a total of eight children on the trip. So three of those would be the McCann children and then five additional children, right? So each family had their own little bungalow apartment area where they stayed. They were all staying within the same area, like within the same little apartment building if that makes sense. So there's like multiple little buildings in a row and they were all in the same one, but they were in their own apartments. So like the Paynes were in 5H, the Oldfields were in 5B, the Tanners were in 5D, and the McCanns were in 5A. Um, the way that this is different than like a traditional like luxury resort is that this there was no security. So it wasn't gated. There wasn't like a officer. It wasn't as safe as like if you went to a resort you know most luxury resorts have like a gate or a wall or something um and the where they were staying was on the first floor and there was street access from the balcony like their little concrete balcony there was you could get in from the street like it was on the ground floor i feel like i'm explaining something that makes sense so i want to stop <laughs> um so basically where they were in this uh, little area the children were sleeping in a room that was close to the front door um, the parents kept that front door locked at all times inside of the bedroom there was a um, waist-high window and it had some blinds and then on the outside it had metal exterior shutters and the parents kept all of that closed like the whole time that they were there um, Madeline's bed in that room where she was sleeping was near the door to the bedroom and then the twins were sleeping on some like travel cots like in the middle of the room so that was kind of like the setup of where they were staying there's a million and five pictures online when I say this case is very well known I mean like it was it was kind of shocking I had heard it of this case before but I hadn't gone really deep in the details because the last time I heard about this case that I really learned about it was five years ago so lots of things have changed since then anyway if you're interested the, the reason I like recognize the name is because I this is so sad I created a second profile on my Netflix just for documentaries <laughs> Oh, there is and a documentary. I, think that I saw her name there, and that's yes. why I was like, I heard the name. There is a documentary okay, so on Netflix. Yes, I do not think her parents were involved in that, but I could be wrong. Excuse me, I have reflux because I had coffee because coffee. <laughs> um, okay, so that's kind of what the place was like. So, May the 3rd of 2007, it's the second to the last day of the vacation. The kids go to the, they had a kids club. This is going to make you mad. It made me really mad. Okay. And we'll talk about it. So there is a kids club, like an ocean kids club where the kids can go and be watched. Okay. And babysat mm -hmm. on the property. Okay. So anyway, that morning the kids wake up. They go to the kids club in the morning after breakfast. Kate, the mom, goes and picks Madeline and the twins up. They go have lunch at the apartment where they're staying, and then they go to the pool for a little while. And the very last picture ever taken of Madeline was at the pool uh, on this day, which I thought was really sad to note. So after they swim, then Kate takes them back to the kids' club. They stay there till 6 p.m. And Kate takes them back to their apartment, and Jerry, the father, goes to a tennis lesson. 
He gets done with his tennis lesson. He comes back to the apartment. They do bedtime routine, bath, cuddles, books, put the kids down. They're all asleep by 7 o'clock, which was the secret to that because not at my house. Um, So this is where I don't want to shame any parent ever. Let me start by saying that. Disclaimer, nothing really except for missing people. Um, also, a trigger warning is what I forgot to do. I know what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to shame any parents because here's what I feel. If I was in their situation, I would have made different choices. But everyone makes different choices in life. And I would bet my life that these two people feel so guilty about the choices that they made on this vacation and that if they could change those choices they probably would have done it a little bit differently yeah i I think they would be in that situation yeah i think that they really thought they were making the best decision at the time right so i want to start by saying that i'm also frustrated a lot because i just it was 15 years ago, but still 15 years ago, given the climate, I don't, I still don't think I would have made the same choice. All right. Anyway. Um, I mean, yeah, I was a teenager. <laughs> You're like, I've got to count. How old was I? <laughs> yeah. I was a teenager. Um, so a high teenager. school. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I know what the world was like then, and I still would have made a different choice, but that's just me and no shame to them. I'm sure they feel awful about it and that I can't imagine losing my kids. So you know, best, best wishes for you and your emotional healing because that's awful. Okay. So they're at this place. They're with their, first of all, how fun of a vacation to go with all your friends and kids and just like hang out on the beach in Portugal. I'm down. Who wants to go? Fun for Annie, not for me, who is an introverted (laughs) extrovert. (laughs) Y'all go wherever. I'm going to stay in the UK and maybe hop over to Scotland or something. Enjoy. (laughs) You're like, I'll be reading in my library in, in the rain. Listening to the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack. Well, Leave someone needs to tea. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, but I, I am truly a British person at heart. I believe it. Um, so each night of this vacation, the, the adults would go over to the tapas restaurant. So there's this restaurant that was right next to the bar. And it was about 50 yards or like 255 feet from where, the peop- from where they were staying in the apartment. So the layout was like, there's the apartment, and then you walk past the pool, and then you walk past the bar, and then there's a tapas restaurant. Which if you don't know what tapas are, it's like little plates of stuff, right? So little food. So they had been doing this multiple times throughout the trip. Um, and the day of the the day that all of this is occurring on the third, um, lots of different things were. I feel this is where the timeline gets weird because I want to like interject all these details, but let me stick to the facts. All right, so you can so I told you the layout of how to get there. They walk there. They don't drive. It's very close, so they walk. You can see from where they're sitting, which if you want to look up the maps, we'll put them on our Instagram. Um, you can see the top of the apartment that they're staring in from the restaurant where they're sitting, but there is no like view of the doors. So like they couldn't see the balcony door or the front door to the apartment uh, from the restaurant, but they can see the apartment itself. Um, so what was happening that really frustrates me is they left the kids in the room sleeping while all the all of the adults left all of their children in their room sleeping while they would go over to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they would come back and check on them like every 30 minutes or so. Well, I would say at least there's something there, I guess. Other people would probably just be like, eh, fine. But they were leaving the sliding door unlocked on the patio, 
because they didn't want to open the front door because the bedroom was right by the front door. They didn't want to unlock it, make a bunch of noise, wake up the kids. It was just easier to go in through the sliding door. Okay. So this is where I start to get really frustrated yeah. because you have to remember that these kids are, Madeline is three years old at this time and the twins are one year old. So you're leaving three small children yeah. that I don't know about you guys. I mean, at, at that point, though, I'm not even like small children. Like this is still like toddler stage, baby stage. Like baby, they can't. If you can't wipe your own butt, exactly. Then why are you being left alone in a room? Yes. And again, I really don't want to shame the parents because we all make different choices. This is not a decision I would have ever no. made. No, I don't so, want a toddler or a baby out of my sight for X amount of time while I'm there because of the things that can naturally happen that aren't even outside factors. Right. I agree. Like, sometimes I get paranoid that when my son is asleep in his bed upstairs, something's happening that I can't see. Exactly. I know I'm having mom anxiety. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. But, but like, I, there's no way that I could have personally left my kids in that room and gone to have a dinner and felt comfortable enough to engage in that dinner knowing that they were okay. But here's this other point is that it can be assumed based on the information that we'll go over in a little bit that this was like they had been doing this on the trip several times, at least one other time. So I guess if I put myself in the perspective of, well, maybe because the other times it went really well, maybe they just felt comfortable enough to do it, right? That because they had done it a couple nights before, maybe it was they were feeling more comfortable about it. I'm too anxious about that. Me too. So I don't have children, but I have helped raise quite a few children. And <laughs> I just, I can't. If they just get quiet, I'm like, what are you doing? Yes, yeah, something's <laughs> what going on. What are you into? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? So on May the 3rd, the parents go to dinner. So the kids go to sleep at 7. The, ha- the parents hang out for a bit. Uh, Kate and Jerry on May the 3rd go to dinner around 8.35 p.m. They leave the kids locked in the apartment. But again, they leave the sliding door open in the back. It's unlocked. It has street access. It is not a safe quote-unquote safe place it's not a dangerous place but there's no security no gate it's very open were these okay like I, i'm with you i'm like not shaming mm-hmm. and i get that they are in the uk typically mm-hmm. or like um did you miss the 60s and the 70s in america like i first of all, all yeah. of the murderers all of the the, the rapists excuse me i'm not sure if yeah i said something but like all this has been going on for years and years and years mm-hmm. And then I'm, I don't know much about Portugal, but so I I don't I just know couldn't that comfortably leave my sliding door unlocked. I yeah, mean, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I just yeah. I don't care if I'm literally inside a bubble. I like in the safest place in the world. I just couldn't do it personally. Something about the, like feeling the responsibility that would for me be too much, but. Again, if my dad's out farming and it's dark, I lock the door. If yeah. they go to church, I lock the door. Like I always keep the doors locked. And, and my dad's like, "Oh, is that like someone's watching the house?" You don't. You know don't that. know. You don't know. You really don't. <sighs> so they go to dinner around eight thirty-five. Well, around eight fifty-five p.m., Matt, one of the adults from the group of friends, goes to check on the kids. Everybody looks great. He's comes back to the restaurant, sits down, hangs out. About 9.05 p.m., Jerry McCann, who's the father, decides to go check on the kids. Um, Like I said, they were going in and out of the patio door because they didn't want to wake up the kids. Unlocking the door. It was just easier. That's what they did. So when he walks in, he's like, man, the door to the kids' room is, like, wide open. I don't remember it being like that. 
Uh, hmm, weird. So he just like pulls it back to a crack because he doesn't even check. He looks at the kids. He sees Madeline and the twins. <laughs> But he pulls it back to cracking and decides he's going to go back to the restaurant, right? So he didn't check right? the rest of the flat. He didn't. I, it doesn't say that he did. Okay. And so he may have, but I don't think he did. I think, Sorry, I have questions. I always yeah. have questions. Well, I think maybe it was one of those things where, like, in retrospect, he's like, well, I do remember the door being weird. You know, it wasn't, yeah. like, something that maybe triggered him to be like, somebody's in here taking my kids, yeah. you know? Um, and then That's he's not there, your first thought, you know, ever. Right, especially when your kids are, like, there, you yeah. know? So he's like, hmm, okay, yeah. Madeline's there, the twins are there, let's go. So he starts walking back to the restaurant, and unfortunately that was the very last time he had seen her, and that just makes me so sad. But I hope that the image of her sleeping gives him some peace, that at least she was, you know calm the last time he was able to physically see her. Anyway, so he starts heading back to the restaurant and there's a man across the street that he recognizes and he's like, oh, that's my friend Jeremy. I'm going to go across the street and talk to him. So he walks across the street to see Jeremy and um, he's not part of the original travel group. This was just like another friend. I guess this was like a very popular, well-known mm-hmm. place. Yeah, and a lot of um, like British people like to come vacation there. It's kind of like Destin if you're from our area. Uh-huh. Like everybody goes to Destin in Florida. Anyway, um, so he goes over there, crosses the street, talks with them, spends some time there. Um, doesn't really think of much else. He's over there talking. Well, around the same time, Jane Tanner, who was one of the original um, vacation goers, was like, I need to go check on my kids. So he walk- she walks past, and she sees Jerry talking to Jeremy. But the Jeremy and Jerry do not see Jane. Why is everybody a Jane name? Right. Um, so she's like, oh, they're talking. Like, interesting. So at the same time that she's walking back to see her kids, she sees this man walking away from the apartment complex, walking quickly, who's carrying a little girl that she describes as around age three, four, blonde, wearing pink PJs, limp in his arms, looking like she's sleeping, right? So Jane's like, huh. Well, she goes and checks on the kids and goes back to the restaurant. Everybody's good. She checks on her kids, not all the kids, just hers. And It sounded like that's kind of what they're doing. It's all taking turns. Turns checking on their kids, yeah. So um, she goes back to the restaurant, sits down, doesn't think anything else. Well, at 9.30, Matthew Oldfield, another one of the people who was on vacation, goes to check on all of the kids. So first he stops in at the McCann's, and he said he sees the twins. He didn't have eyes on Madeline, but he did see, like, this, like, lump in the bed, basically. So he was just like, well, she must be sleeping underneath the covers. I can't see her. I don't want to disturb her and go, like, scare her, you know. And wake her up so he just assumes like oh she's fine and sleeping and he doesn't remember when he's questioned if the doors or the windows were open he just doesn't have much anyway at some points during this investigation the police were a bit skeptical of him and uh, he didn't really have a lot of good memory but who knows he may have been drinking he may have been tired earlier like they're on vacation they're at the restaurant they're taking care to try and check up on, but I I was going to ask, and I was like, they probably were drinking and enjoying themselves and right. just not quite their best decision-making selves. Right. So he was never, like, an actual suspect. There's no evidence to say that he did anything. None of that. Yeah. He It was just difficult questioning him because he didn't have a good memory. And also, same. Like, I don't know that I could tell you anything I did in the last week 
like to a T with like yeah. times and like, <laughs> and that's just me being sober. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. So then around 10 PM, Kate, the mom decide. I'm saying who these people are because I feel like it's really it's overwhelming. There's a lot of people. Yeah. There's so, so many names. it's easier to do that. Yes. Yeah. So Kate, who's the mother of Madeline, Madeline, because decides to go check on the kids and she goes and walks in the sliding door she goes to reach out to shut the kids bedroom door and the door slammed hold on wait i don't know if this is right okay so she went to go reach out to open the bedroom's door or she's trying to mess with the door basically and the bedroom's door slammed shut oh no i'm silly I, this is what happened she went to open the sliding door okay. to come in and the kids door to the bedroom slammed shut right and so she's like that's weird that yeah. like literally only happens when like a window's open or something what's going on so she like books it to the bedroom opens the door to see where the kids are and she sees the twins but she can't see madeline she's like i don't know where she is what is happening and she looks up and that window that was waist height in the room is fully open curtains are blowing in the wind she's like oh my god my baby's gone like what am I supposed to do this is crazy so this is where I again don't want to shame a mother but it's one of those moments where I'm like what the hell are you thinking and I don't know because I've never been in this situation and maybe I would have done the same thing I cannot say but she realizes the twins are still there sleeping she realizes Madeline is gone and her first instinct is to run back to the restaurant and leave the children in the room still. So she leaves the twins sleeping. And I just think that's a strange move, but. I mean, we don't know how you're gonna react in any situation like that because you're panicking because of the one and you're not thinking about the other. You know, I do that yeah. stuff all the time if I get worked up because I really easily get worked up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I start making crazy mistakes all the time. Well, maybe she thought the kids are fine. They're sleeping. It's going to be way worse if I wake them up and drag them across the 50 yards to get to the restaurant while they're screaming and sleepy. I need to get someone here as fast as possible. Which, um, police. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, and even then, back in that time, they had cell phones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Flip so phone. you could have called them. I had, I, know. A, <laughs> I, had the, I had that. But then also, and, oh my gosh, just like one of the Dark Knight movies came out with Christian Bale. So I had the Batman version, of course. Oh. And then I remember the little ones you would slide up and just type on. Oh, yes. The, the LG chocolate. Do you yes, remember that? I had the ruby looking one or whatever. I didn't have those. I had the Samsung one that looked like a razor but wasn't. Yes. Like the cheap one. That's what I have. But I'm uh -huh. just like, you have a cell phone. You need to be calling police and you need to be calling like everyone else that's Anybody. over at the restaurant. That's right. just like me. I'm like, oh my God, she's Yeah, she's stay gone. where you are. Don't leave. But yeah. she left. And maybe none of them took their phones. Who knows? We don't know the circumstances. But naturally, she's freaking out. Yeah. And I would be too. So she runs back to the restaurant. She leaves the kids sleeping in bed. She's sprinting over there. She's like, somebody took them. Or they took them. They took them. Like, her first thing to say was, they were. she was taken. Yeah. They took her. They took her. They took her. Which I don't know that that would have been my verbiage. But again, yeah. who knows? Out, yeah. Um, so. That's what it looks like. Someone took her. Yeah. So. Remember, she went back to the room around 10 o'clock. So they call the police at 10.15, and the police arrive at 10.30. So 30 minutes after Kate went to see that Madeline was gone. Well, at this time, Jane is like, holy crap, I saw this sketchy-ass dude walking with this little girl. Jane, you going to speak up anytime? Yeah, I saw this sketchy dude taking this girl, and he's like, I don't know, five foot seven, medium build, white male. He's in his 30s. 
He had short brown hair, clean shaven, blah, 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 blah. So for a long time in this case, they were very heavily focused on this man. Well, it turns out that they cleared, they did find out who this man was. It ended up being like another vacation goer that was also from the UK, I believe. Don't quote me on that. It's not the other guy's friend. <clears throat> right. And so they did find this guy and they ended up ruling him out as a suspect uh, because he was actually picking up his own daughter. And this is why I got mad. From the Ocean Club because she was being babysat by the people who own the resort. So here's what's frustrating, and, it, and this is why I keep saying not to shame. These two doctors have money. There was an open daycare facility where they were staying at the time that they went to dinner. Mm -hmm. And instead of putting their kids in that in daycare, a license, like this is what they're for, facility. or hiring a nanny to watch them in the room yeah or even doing a friend rotation there was enough adults there that each person could have taken one night to stay yeah. with all the kids if it was that serious yeah they didn't do that and i am sure that they have hella regrets i'm sure they do yeah. but like utilize your resources people what the heck yeah so anyway that it turns out that that guy wasn't a uh, suspect because he was just taking his own sleeping daughter back to their apartment yeah. that they were staying at so um but for a long time in this case because like i said this is 15 years old so for a long time in this case they really were focused on this man who was carrying this uh, little girl around in fact uh one of there was an irish couple that was at the resort at the same time and they said they saw a man carrying this little blonde girl down to the beach that night around 10 p.m and that the little girl was limp and she was also wearing pajamas and the beach from the resort was about four minute walk so um, there were just all these different reports, but the last like report that they were looking into is like they saw this dude going to the beach. So not the same guy that was carrying. Well, so many people running around carrying With little children, kids. Yeah. Um, Waited night. So it was clearly a family area, but. Yeah, so this Irish couple is like, yeah, we saw this dude going to the beach with this little girl. Like, something's going on here. Um, so the police uh, brought in a cadaver dog to sniff the apartment, which they did. And the dog marked positive for blood um, and cadaver smells in two different places. It's just so fascinating, too. I think it's Have you so ever, like, read about how, like, bloodhounds do that? The way that no. their folds are and the, the dust and the scent rolls up in there? No, but I would it love It is so to. cool, Yeah, yeah. I think it's so interesting, like, that they have, like, cancer-smelling dogs. Yes. And, like, well, actually, we had one that person, I don't know how long ago it was, at work, uh, one of the, the people that come in, and her cat detected her breast cancer. Wow. Like, animals are amazing. So amazing. They are phenomenal. It's, uh, that's really cool. Okay, sorry. No, okay. So, they bring in this, the dogs. The dogs mark in two places for positive for blood or cadaver smells. One is behind the bed in the apartment and the other is the parents closet right at some point they also take the cadaver dog to the rental car that the parents had rented but this was like a good amount of time after like things were not super quick moving in the investigation because she was a missing person and there was like no body it was yeah. kind of like we're just trying to find her and it's like that first like what 48 yeah thing and like hey it's yeah. critical in the first 48 but yeah. also have the time of the missing persons thing some people don't yeah. Really take seriously until it's been nice and amount of time. They didn't put out a description of the suspect in this case for at least 22 days to the public. Seriously? Like, when I say slow moving, I mean slow moving. So it was, I don't know if that's lack of professionalism 
or conviction. Like I'm not sure, but it was really an absurd. It was really an absurd amount of time between when they really tried to get in there. My kid is gone right now. (laughs) Now they did right the fuck now. They did have the parents do like a a public plea immediately, but they didn't put out like a description of the suspect for a very long time. Yeah, and there's sometimes too, I guess, that they don't want to spook the person and let them know that that's who they're looking for. Twenty-two days, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like initially, I guess I could see that, but not that long. Yeah. So all of this is happening. The cadaver dog marks in the rental truck, like along the door, and I believe in the trunk of the car, not truck, car, the, um, along the door and then the trunk of the car. They mark positive for blood as well. So at this point, the McCanns become like the number one suspect because there's nobody really else to talk about in this case. And they're like, why? The, why this is just a really strange yeah. situation. So they actually um, were kind of investigated for a bit. And at this time, they were also undergoing this horrendous media scrutiny. Because, as we said, you know, they made some choices that are going to haunt them for the rest of their lives, for sure. And so that people are just ripping them apart. The media is portraying them in a really rough way. And a lot of it was really sad. If you look back on it now, at the time, people were speculating about their body language, the way they were answering questions like how they were like holding their emotions in like they were saying they were very um, cold-hearted all of these things but uh, and that they were like smiling at inappropriate times or like their reactions just weren't like quote-unquote normal <laughs> but like gone girl honestly but like I think some of that because I did see footage of Kate being very emotional yeah. at different times you but know you're talking like about British- her like typically people of the UK that they are that stiff upper lip yeah you know what I mean I'm not saying that they don't show emotion obviously no but but they tend to carry things differently right right and so I think what made me the most sad about this is that they faced such like intense scrutiny yeah I mean I've been literally so shocked before that I I just I was just stone yeah you know like you try to process it yeah and you just can't. It's like being shell shocked. It yeah. is. You yeah, just it's a there. trauma. I mean, uh, but they ended up clearing the parents and saying that they didn't they have did. any involvement. So that was great. Um, the one thing to so this is where we kind of get into like this is kind of all the information we have, but not all of the information we have. And this is more into like little details um, and speculation and like some facts. Okay. So we know the description of the man that Jane saw. And then the thing about when Kate came back to the table and they said, like, they took her, they took her. Well, that's just a strange thing to say. And, like, instead of being like, she's gone, she's gone. So there was a lot of conversation about that particular phrasing as well. Just because, like, wouldn't you be like, my baby's gone, she's not there, like, not somebody that stole my, her? That would be my... I, and naturally, because I'm always the weirdo and everything. That would be me, too. I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, that's all I could think of is that somebody took her. Yeah. Because like, we left you here. You're fine. Everything's good. We just checked you. You're fine. Everything's good. Someone had to have taken her. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. scouring the place. She couldn't have walked out the front door. And, you know, just like all yeah. these things. That, that's probably what I would be like. It's yeah. Like someone took my baby. But yeah. that is, that's the only thing that makes sense to me right now. Yeah. But they really attached to that idea that, like, 
well, that's like an admission of guilt or an admission of involvement. And I, I don't feel that that's the case. Like basically saying but, it's like, well, obviously you know who they are. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You. you must be associated with they if you know yes. that she was taken. Like, how do you know she didn't and just walk out? more than one person or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I get, I understand where Kate's kind of coming from in yeah. that. And it wouldn't have been my wording, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't have thought, oh yeah, my God, someone's someone taken my this. kid, you know? Um, so there were so many people that came in because you've got to remember this group of traveling together is huge, right? There's like just five, five families, I think. Um, yeah, four or five families, but it was like eight kids. I'm like over here friends. trying to go through your apartment numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it was so many people, so it ended up yeah. being that the scene was just completely demolished, and they couldn't get. They got over 22 people's DNA out of this place that they were staying, so that was unhelpful, <laughs> to say the least. Um, it just, it just, you know, they said the kids are missing and everybody ran to the room and it was just chaos and I get it. Um, so the scene wasn't very helpful. There wasn't a lot of evidence there that was helpful at all. Um, one of the strange things was the morning of the third, the day that Madeline went missing that morning, she had said to Kate, like, mommy, why didn't you come help us last night when me and Sean were crying? And this was the night before. So on the second uh, Madeline is saying that her and her brother woke up crying and that nobody came to comfort them. And so this is the next day when Kate and Madeline are talking. On the third, the day that Madeline goes missing, Madeline's like, why didn't you come comfort us when we were crying? And Kate's like, what are you talking about? And um, then Kate also had noticed there was like a stain on Madeline's PJs. So Kate was saying like, I think they tried to kidnap her the night before and they were unsuccessful because the kids woke up and so they ended up not kidnapping. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then another thing, whenever... It might also be like if they came in through the sliding glass door every single night that they had done this and someone was scouting it, mm-hmm. they knew to have that window available mm-hmm. because of the failed attempt that night before. Right. And so there's so many different moving parts. So Kate leaves... So Okay, that day, May the 3rd, they want to reserve the table where they can see the apartment from the restaurant. So Kate writes in like the concierge book or whatever book that you make reservations in that they want to reserve the table for that night again, but without the kids. So Kate, you know, and other people suspect that somebody saw her reservation and planned to come and take the kids at that time because they knew they wouldn't be in the room at that time of the kidnapping so whether it was somebody who worked at the resort or somebody who gave the information to somebody at the resort like Kate thinks that that's how they knew that they weren't going to be in the room well obviously somebody had to have been privy to that knowledge beforehand to be in and out so quickly and take her Um, so that was another thing that was just interesting for me that like you are publicly making this reservation where anybody can have access to that and maybe you don't immediately go to these evil places that my brain goes where it's like someone's gonna come rob me because <laughs> they know where I'm at yeah. or something but like you know if they've even seen back in the book this probably wasn't the first time that they had reserved the table so wouldn't they know you know, all they have to do is look at the pattern and be like, yeah, this is going to be the time that we need to go get these kid, this kid because our family's going to be here. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of different speculations and things about this case that are frustrating. And until about a month ago, that was all the information that we had. So now, last month, if you can believe it, 
I can't. Last month, Portuguese prosecutors um, ended up naming a German man Christian. I can't say Only this. German. <laughs> uh, Breckner. Breckner. Sorry if you're from Germany and you're listening to me. Um, a for a, like a true suspect. He is actually a suspect in his in this case. Um, at the time that that she was taken, that Madeline was taken, he was working at the resort that the family was staying at. He's currently serving time in jail for R-wording an elderly woman and the strangling death of a 13-year-old boy. And there was also something about a five-year-old little girl in there as well. Um, But they say that at the time of this, he was working at the resort, he was living in a BW van, and that fibers were found in the van from Madeline's pajamas. So... Of course it's a Volkswagen van, too. I'm just... I mean, Germany. Um, oh, just that. I'm just like literally like Ted Bundy and everyone. Oh, it's always a band. You know? Yeah. So <sighs> they basically, that's really all the information that we really have about it. And um, I wish there was more to say. There's never been a body found. Um, she would have been 19 this year. Um, her siblings are still alive and hopefully doing okay. Um, but it's, it's literally nuts because... You know, like there's so many questions. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of times where people thought that the parents were involved. There was a lot of time where like uh, they thought the parent like maybe something accidental had happened. You know how kind of the same with Germany Ramsey where they're like maybe it was just a cover up. Like maybe maybe she fell and hit her head and so the parents like the you know the dad took her to the ocean threw her in the ocean and that's what that person saw the the Irish couple saw that guy going to the ocean maybe it was him dumping the body or maybe and they put her in the rental car and that's why there's a cadaver smell and or maybe you know maybe they then there was like well maybe they sedated the kids so they could go to the restaurant and that you know and that's why the babies didn't wake up when somebody came in to take their sister or there's just all these different speculations about what could have happened and I don't know that we're ever going to know what happened, um, but I can say that there are, there is a whole family that lost a very beautifully, oh, also, a very beautiful little girl who had such a sweet little spirit, and uh, honestly, she's she looks like a Precious Moments doll, like, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, like, very sweet, well, not blue eyes, they were like greeny. Uh, eyes, big eyes is what I'm trying to say, like puppy dog eyes. Um, she did have, speaking of eyes, she had like a um, pupillary birthmark, so I forget the original, the official name of it, but is it like whatever the cornea is saying, like a certain way. So her pupil is actually like more in the shape of like a, it's not a circle, it's more of like a, an yeah, oval. Sort of, but it's not symmetrical. It does have a very specific name, and I can't remember the name of it. But um, she does have very uh, unique eyes. But she, um, you know, nobody's found her. We don't know. And you've got two parents who probably will go to their grave with a very broken heart, feeling very guilty for the decisions they made that night, and two siblings who don't get to see their big sister grow up. And as a... As a, as a person who's lost a sibling, that's torturous. Of course, it wasn't the same horrific way, but different, different horrific traumatic. way. Uh, but I will say, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to go through life and hit milestones that your sibling's supposed to be there for, and they're not there to, 
to be there and you don't get to see them do the stuff that you're doing it's really an interesting awful feeling so um, to the McCann family I'm so sorry and I hope that you get your answers and the justice you deserve because the justice that she deserves too. yes absolutely so that's my that's the case of Madeline McCann. There's a there is a lot more detail to that as well, uh, but we would literally be here for five hours if um, we went into every single detail. So that's like the overview for the most part. But yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it's very very uh, heavy, very very sad. There was also like in this case too. There's also like a lot of talk about Jillian Jill- Jill- Maxwell, you know, the sex trafficking ring with no. Oh. No? Okay, well, I already know what our next episode is going to be about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or at least some episode will be we'll, about it. We'll just it. reroute it again and let, let yeah. you do that one. Right. Anyway. It's actually kind of fun, though, too, like just splitting things up differently. Yeah. So that's what I got. Yeah. So let's talk about some haunted stuff. Dude, I don't even know. Like, I'm like, I feel like maybe, I don't know. Like you need to shake it off. No, it's just like I feel like... It, it's such a you're so good at telling both stories too but like well thank you I'm like do I just need to wait until next time and, and like I don't know I want to know about this don't make me wait don't make me wait any longer <laughs> that's mean? true you've been waiting for two weeks now well I ended up doing uh, the Snedeker family haunting which like I said they ended up bringing in uh, Ed and Lorraine for um, so the Snedeker family moved into a home. Uh, it was like a little apartment kind of divided up um, because their son was going through cancer treatments and it was the closest place that I could find that was cheap enough to get to the hospital rather than traveling such long distances. So when they came to the um, home, initially you know, they claimed that they did not know that it was a formal former uh, funeral home. Former funeral home. Sorry. It was a funeral home? Yes. So there's a lot of people saying, no, you knew it. Everyone knew it. There was a sign, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, later on, I I don't even remember if I played that in her or not. And there's other people that are like, no, there wasn't. There's plywood over the sign. And that's what they claimed to, is they didn't know. So they just like, oh, look, this wonderful new place. They're remodeling it for me. Life is good. Um, <laughs> I don't know why there's this like big crematory area out back. Well, uh, well I mean, yeah, hold on a second. As usual, I like jump into things and I don't remember them in the least. Is it time for my singing break? Yeah, you, you know, do your singing okay. break. And we have to have one every episode. Because I la, 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 la. La 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 la. Ellie's looking up some details now. We are waiting. I love you so much. Did it? Was that enough? I think that I saved this so far back because I was. I saved this like four weeks ago. I'm not gonna lie. Back whenever we were gonna do this and then we didn't do this. Prior to the giggling cow. If you're not sure what that means, you'll have to go back and listen. Yes, yeah, which by the way, since then, while you're looking, I'm just going to yes. take up some time. Please tell so, us about that. So, since then, well, you know the story of the giggling cow. If you don't, then go figure it out. Well, the other day, my kid's toy was going off incessantly, and no one was in the room, no one was walking on the floor, nobody was doing anything that would have jostled this toy to make it go off, because it is touch activated. And it just kept going off, and it wouldn't. it wasn't even going off like 
randomly it was well it was randomly but it wasn't going off I don't know it was very specific it was like it would start and then it would stop and then start and stop and start and stop and then it would play the song the whole way through and then it would start and, and then it would stop it was just so strange anyway I ended up turning it off because I creeped myself out about it and then since then we've got a light in our house that keeps flickering randomly and I'm like okay maybe the electricity is bad but this is not that old of a house and I don't think it's a light bulb so I don't know what's going on here but it is what it is. I did sage. I saged this week. I saged the house and the cars because, you know, the car situation. Yes. So, uh, we're going to just do some, do some extra, extra spiritual work around here. I am not finding it. Um, okay. I think I must have deleted it or something. I do have another one. Okay. Okay. But that is just so annoying. It happens, you know. Sometimes we make, we make choices in life that we... Okay, that one is, I do have to have that one. I did find the other one for today, but oh well, it's, it's, it's whatever. So I'll just try to find it again and uh, post it on our Facebook group and on our Instagram link. But basically, whenever they start everything off, because um, I looked up several news articles and things like that, and also there is the almost the entire episode of a Sally Jesse show uh, that did all of this. This is Red Glasses, Sally Jesse Raphael. This is really. No, no, Red Glasses, Sally Jesse Raphael. I, I, I just know Sally Jesse is her name. I didn't know about is Raphael. She, does she have red glasses? Blonde with the glasses, yeah. She red? has a talk show, yeah. I yeah, so. okay, great. I just yeah. want to make sure we're talking about the same lady. It was in the 80s. I used to watch her. I'll show you a picture of her. I used to watch her all the time. Um, I'm sure it's the same person. I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm just used to hearing it as Sally Jesse. I don't, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sure it is. She, um, this lady. I'm going to go on and bring that up there for later. Yes, yeah, that's her. Icon. Icon, literal icon, Sally Jesse. That is definitely her. She, yes, I used to watch her talk show all the time. In fact, where are you watching that? YouTube. All right, so YouTube, that's what I'm doing later. Yep. Anyway. And, I mean, you know, and it like goes Jerry Springer quite a few times. Yeah. Everybody's screaming at each other all the time. Girl. I'm like, what in the hell is happening? I love her. She was like, she took no crap. She'd be up there like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's wait. You need to wait your yeah. turn. Um, but yeah, so we, they started off, you know, saying exactly the layout of the house, like the hallways, the staircases, the living room, the dining room, the upstairs, down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, for instance, like the kitchen was once upon a time the uh, chapel area, and then going downstairs is where everything was so freaky, because they actually saw this stuff, because nothing had been done about it yet. There were actual waxy places and stuff where they were doing the bodies. There was like the makeup areas. There were bloody areas where the bins would catch the organs and everything. There was a lift, like one of the coffin lift things. Like all this stuff was still there. So they just bought it sight unseen. Pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. Imagine. Or rented. I imagine think. buying a house now and just, and just like, walking oh, downstairs okay. and it being like a total body preparatory area. Yes. Not cool at all. And guess that? That's where the boys slept. Fantastic. And all that stuff. Oh uh, my god. And that little kid had cancer. And that's the a, oldest son did. The oldest yeah, son this had is cancer. The two ones, I Imagine think. having cancer and moving into a funeral home. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of oh wow, yeah. I mean Shit. what if <laughs> right. I can see us doing that. They're like, well, this is appropriate. <laughs> the universe the universe writes some really ironic jokes, but yeah. like that one's a little too far universe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so, yeah, she just kind of goes through and tells you, like, where everything is. And uh, they, of course, are Catholic. And Carmen, even though she's Catholic, she was a very much non-believer in anything that involved hauntings, ghosts, whatever. Um, Which I think is interesting for a Catholic. 
I feel like most of my Catholic friends are more likely to believe Yeah, that. and that's why I'm, it just astounds me that there's a lot of modern Catholic churches that don't believe in exorcism and everything. Like, I feel like that's a fundamental thing with Catholics. Maybe, <laughs> is that, yeah. maybe is it just like the Roman Catholic? Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm over here like, uh, you believe in the the saints, you believe in the demons, okay. Right. So, yeah. Nothing against it, obviously. I'm just like... The yin, the yang. Exactly. Like, I would expect you to believe in it. But, you know, she was. And the day they said that they moved into the house, she said her her, uh, son was like, Mom, we cannot stay here. We cannot live here. This house is evil. The house is evil. And she's like, son, houses cannot be evil. Calm yourself. Simmer down. So... (laughs) From the get-go, well, and this is the thing, like sometimes I'll say from the get-go, and then sometimes I'll say like in a year later, I, it just depends, whatever. Uh, but anyways, I'm just going to go with the from the get-go thing. The kids were seeing and hearing things that Carmen and her husband couldn't, and of course, like I said, she just refused to believe that anything was going on. So a year later, Carmen's niece, Kelly, who had came to stay with them, came home really late from a, from a date, and she claimed that she was being assaulted by unseen forces. And at that point, Carmen's like, look, I am so tired of this shit. You know, she's like, there's nothing going on here. There are no unseen forces, whatever. She grabs her rosary and her Bible and, like, goes in there. And um, so whenever Kelly came in to get Carmen, she was like, look, it's coming again. It's coming again. It's happening again. It's happening again. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Like, it's happened before. And you, like, didn't tell them. Or I don't know. Maybe you did. And actually, Carmen's just yeah. like, whatever. You know, You're being dramatic. Not yeah, yeah, whatever. So she grabs the Bible, she goes into her niece's room, and uh, Kelly is telling her what was happening. She said that she went into the bedroom, and she got into her covers and everything, ready to go to sleep, and she felt something coming up underneath the comforter. No. And it started to tug, oh, let me do a lot of trigger warnings. A, obviously, um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously the the whole possession thing, if you are sensitive no, to you're not into that. See you next right. time. Uh, sodomization, Ooh. our word. I think that's the diggies. Okay. So, those two. Got it. Um, so she said that she was, and then like things were like tugging at her underwear and then going underneath them, touching her, you know, basically it was sexual assault. And she said that at that point too, you would actually hear your typical things like the scratching on the walls, voices calling out in the night. The bed, she said, would like pulse, like in the middle of the bed, like it was like breathing or had a heartbeat or something like that. Immediately, no. And she said that then, you know, the covers would just be like ripped off of her. And she said that there was no particular apparition, but she just felt like this dark black mass basically around her. And she said that at one point there was just this giant freezing cold hand that would be pressing into her back and just like freezing her out. And she said that, you know, she had like her little bra strap and it would pull her bra strap down and she would pull it back up. It would pull her bra strap down, pull it back up. So it was just really, yes. I would be out of there so fast. Yeah. And that's what everyone else is saying. Like, why in the hell did you stay? Much less make it a year end all. Maybe it's financial. Like, that's what comes up. Yeah. Maybe they just really couldn't afford to get out. That's what comes up. In this economy, I'm not. <laughs> it's, like, it's fine. I'm just yeah. like, can you just go do your thing and I'll do yeah. my thing. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, she was having issues with that. So, um, Kelly had reached for her rosary and the cross got ripped off. And so, that's when she ran to her aunt for help. And she said that initially, um, 
whenever she grabbed the rosary, it felt like something was trying to pry her fingers off of it oh so that she would drop it. Yeah. But without it actually touching the rosary or touching it herself. Um, and she said that whenever uh, Carmen went to Kelly's room, she began the rosary prayer, not because she actually believed what was happening, but because she just wanted her to calm the hell down. Like, yeah. just calm down. And She's like, bed. let's just pray. You know, just like most moms, it's like, I need you to sit down and go yeah. to sleep. Yeah. And that's what happened in my family. <laughs> and I'm like, there are things messing with me. Go to sleep. Okay, yeah. sure. I'll lay here and cry the rest of the night. Um, but yeah, so she's just trying to calm her down because she believed she was just general, just hyped up because all the boys were always talking about the stuff they saw and heard and everything else. Mm -hmm. And, um, so she's like, I'm, I'm not even about to have like this supernatural crap going on with my house. So Kelly was running to Carmen and she had, she just like wrapped herself around her. She was so terrified of this stuff happening to her, which duh. I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't want a person doing that to me, much less something I can't see. Right. And so, it's like, several times she kept trying to push her knees off of her, but she was just latched onto her. Yeah. And she said that at that point, whenever she finally shoved her away, she said it looked like there was a fisted hand coming up underneath her shirt. And then it went over to her breast, like, groping her breast over her shoulder and then into the wall. And so, I put, it's about damn time you started trusting these kids. Because... I... I don't even know what to say. Mm -hmm. I don't know. At that point, I'm just like, nope. Nope. <laughs> that would be a no. I would be <laughs> out. the courthouse, guys. I'm done. Yeah, that's enough for So that's after enough. that, she ran downstairs and she was going to call the police. And so her and Kelly are down there and they're in this old chapel that is now their kitchen. <laughs> I mean, who else would you call it, you know? Ghostbusters, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so the husband, things started happening to him. Sorry. Take a moment. I get dried out when I'm talking. I understand That's now okay. why comedians need water all the time, I guess. Oh, yeah. Aside from the whites. Um, so the husband, Al, was waking up every night and he was hearing music just going off downstairs all the time. And he said that it sounded like, like my Alice device? Yes, like your Alice device. Go ahead. And um, it was playing specifically like old music, like from the 30s. It sounded like it was on like one of the, I don't want to say a gramophone because I think that's too old, but you know what I mean. Like, like a record player? No, a little bit older than that maybe. He said it sounded one of the old players. Sure. Yeah, one yeah. of those things. Mm -hmm. And he said it and I didn't write it down. So he, he would hear that starting off. Then he started hearing older men, what sounded like, talking and their voices and everything in conversation. He would always get up to investigate it because he thought someone had gone into the house. So at one point, um, the fear was really starting to set in with him every night that he would actually get up to check all the rooms in the house with a baseball bat. Finally, he was so scared that he started grabbing a gun to do the rounds every single night because he did not know what this was. I can't, like, I know when I hear something that's not supposed to be in my house, like a sound that I'm not used to hearing, just like the slight panic that goes through my brain and then, like, the rest, it takes me a little bit to, like, calm down from that panic. Mm -hmm. Every single night to hear, like, those crazy noises or people talking or whatever, like, I would be, I, how do you sleep? Yeah. I, I was thinking he couldn't. 
And uh, he said that he was just petrified because he was afraid that one of the kids were going to move by accident or be up and doing something, and he would just, like, shoot one of them. So he was just like, this is enough. It's enough. Well, that's like, even worse. You know I didn't think saying? about that. Yeah, exactly, because he's, like, expecting something to happen. And what if they oh, yeah, come up from using the bathroom, and then, like, you kill your kid, you know? So he's like, I can't do this anymore. He's like, I can't walk around with a gun anymore. I'm sure it's happened. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm sure. Which would, I would literally die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's a, be a huge regret. Um, so at first, the uh, these occurrences were only happening to him. Okay. That was it. So um, what was happening to Al, obviously, never happened when Carmen was awake. So she never heard any of this of or saw not. any of this. Yeah. She's like, you're crazy. Yeah, whatever. Like, all of y'all. All of y'all crazy. Yeah. She's like, I'm sleeping just fine. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sleeping fine because y'all keep waking me up. Right. Right. Um, True. <laughs> Then the bed, he, they said, would actually start like vibrating or pulsing the same way that Kelly had described while they were in it. And what's so funny is on Sally Jesse, they actually have a bed on the set to reenact their shit. Oh my god! It is, and it's one of those old eighties, nineties gold frame like brass looking. Oh, I beds. love. I'm gonna have to look it up. This <laughs> is like real people too. Yes, they're literally telling their story, and then you know, there's also every naysayer telling their story to their neighbors, the yeah. people who live in the house. Yeah, all of that kind of comes into play. Um, so yeah, that was like all of that going on naturally, you know, she didn't hear anything. Well, then the vibration started and then, um, it seemed like the center of the bed was doing that pulse of that heartbeat. So the bed covers in their room started to lift at the corners and pull on them. They would feel pressure on the sides of their beds and they equated it to being like a cat. You know, like you can feel like a cat walking along the bed. It's pressure, but it's not like a lot. Yeah. And it was just going around the edge of the bed. And they did not have a cat. So, um, after they said that, like, you would feel the pressure of the cat kind of walking along the bed. And then whenever it went to, like, sit down, it felt like the full pressure of a human, a grown human being sitting down on the edge of the bed. Weird. I wonder if it felt like the person was, like, walking their fingers. Yeah, just kind of tasting. Well, I mean, they said that that the pressure, only pressure was, you know, the top. Unless, like you said, they turned and, like, maybe sat down. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Weird. That's way worse. Um, so, yeah, they did that. And then um, once that, you know, like I said, it was stopped, and then they would just feel like somebody was sitting down there right next to them in the bed. So, um, both Carmen and Al Seneker were, and this is where I bring the, the sexual assault in, they both claimed that they were sodomized by the spirit or multiple spirits entities that were in the house. She said that she was, like, so scared when it was happening to her in the bed because um, she would wake up to this happening to her. And, you know, she was in so much pain from it happening to her. And she said that she was just frozen in place. Like, she couldn't breathe. She couldn't move. She couldn't do anything. She was just in so much pain and so scared, which I would be too, honestly. And then um, they said that the entity would actually start laughing at them and the pain and everything that was going through them at the times of, like, that penetrating kind of crazy uh, since I don't even like saying sensation because that sounds good and this is not good I just can't even imagine like and that's how they wound up on Sally Jesse basically the name of the episode was like I think it was like I was raped by those or something like that like that was the main reason I think it got really big I can't I mean, what are you, how do you, what are you supposed yeah. to, what are you supposed to do with that information? You can't, and that's yeah. the thing. And people are like, well, why don't you go get checked out? And it's well, like, well, what um, do you want me to do? <laughs> how do you, yes. if, if you walk into a, 
anywhere and say that statement. You're going to one trip People are going to, to the like, loony bin. You all right? And I don't like saying the loony bin. It's a horrible thing to say. But no, but I mean, they're gonna pack you up and ship you out. Like, so sure. you're gonna go somewhere. Yeah. What do they say? A grippy sock vacation? <laughs> yes, actually, I have several pairs of grippy socks. <laughs> I got them from my vacation. Um, so the son was the first person, one of the younger boys, to see the entities in multiple different uh, forms. He said at first that he was looking up at his ceiling whenever he was laying there at night, and it looked like two eyes were glowing down at him like a cat. Mm-hmm. And then he said that at one point, his sis, what looked like his sister, he thought it was his sister, was standing in his doorway, and she was like giggling in the doorway, turning his lights off and on and off and on and off and on. And he was like, oh my God, if you don't stop that. Leave the lights alone. Yeah. Yes. So he's being a brother that's irritated with his sister. And he right. gets up and he's chasing her. And she's running up the stairs and she disappears. And then right at that point, this is whenever Kelly and Carmen had come downstairs to call somebody. Right. So yeah, um, naturally with everything going on that same time that night, you know, Kelly and Carmen, they're in the former chapel slash kitchen trying to call for help so the son comes rushing up behind the apparition is no longer there and he's like dude do you see you know his sister such and such whatever they're like no she did not run past her she's upstairs yeah. she's been in her bed all night right so that's when they started realizing oh crap this thing is gonna be like actually imitating us now so that's what happened is it started to like actually imitate the people and even their voices so i they- no. <laughs> yes. I disagree. They I would do hear not like, subscribe. <laughs> yes, I am subscribed. Where's the email? Can no. I just like unclick mm-hmm. this? Um, so they were hearing the voices and the sounds, and you would hear like one of the kids' voices in one room, for instance, like they were calling out to someone for something, and then they would go in and they're like, hey, yeah, what did you need? It. There's nothing there. There's no, no. one there. No, thanks. <laughs> so yeah, it just kept taking on different likenesses and stuff, and they said when it wasn't like that, it was almost like it was like this thick black smoke that they would see. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so it was just like these multiple different versions. It, it really reminds me of the whole Bell Witch thing, honestly. Yeah. Because of all the different ways that things there, are I was thinking about with that. With the cat and everything. Yeah, I was thinking about that. When yes. I was also, like, if you're new to us, you can go back and see that episode. <laughs> right. It was our, our very first episode. It was our first one. Feels like a year ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Oh, it really does feel like it's been a while. Um, so this is the thing. Everybody was like, why didn't you just pick up and leave? So they said that they wanted to, but it really wasn't that easy because when they did go somewhere, it followed them wherever they went. Mm. The mom said that when she would be um, at work, like all the electronics would just kind of frizzle and frazzle around her. Um, the lights would go out. Her computer would be weird. Just like all kinds of stuff where she couldn't really do anything. Yeah. The husband, they, they claim. The husband actually went to work, and he was going into the building, and he turned around, and the car had started itself back up again, and it had actually, like, ran into the building, which I'm just like, if that is what you're saying, uh-huh. then, and back then, I mean, this wasn't one of those remote starts. I mean, yeah, so like I said, this is like the 80s. There's no remote start yeah. or anything like that, If he, and, and there would have to be a report Right. And I'm just now thinking of this. Like, if there was a report of damage to a building and damage to your car, then there should be an actual, like, record of that happening. I just right. thought about that. And I didn't, I didn't even think about looking at that. Yeah. Um, but that's what they claim happened as well. Huh. So, um, she said that one day, Carmen, that is, oh, no, must have. <laughs> oh, no. Do you know that TikTok? 
Oh no, our table, it's broken. <laughs> That's what that just reminded me of. I fixed it, it's okay. Okay, great, we're fixed. I just hit a weird button. I'm still getting used to having a Mac because I've never had one before. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Whenever I laugh, I cough. Thank you, COVID. Um, so uh, one day she said that she was like mopping and the water turned to blood basically and she smelled just like this decaying rotten flesh when Gross. she was doing it and then of course then it was normal again because that's what happened when you see those little things yeah and um, so when it came to the sexual assault like I said earlier people were like why didn't you go to the doctor um, for evidence you know yeah. everything and they were trying to deflect it with you know why would we no one would believe us right but I'm over here like well okay maybe no one would believe me and I don't have to tell them who did this to me yeah or what happened it just happened and it'd be like you know it'd be like from my, my own mind and standpoint like I know that all this stuff was happening mm-hmm. I felt all this stuff happening just for me to think I'm not crazy I would like for someone to say yes we witnessed that this happened to you yeah you know that's just me I don't like we're going yeah. even if you know we don't tell them exactly everything yeah so the uh, eldest son who had the cancer treatments, Carmen initially actually had him psychiatrically like evaluated because she didn't believe what was going on yeah. and he was on medication for that, mm-hmm. which of course the audience at Sally Jesse wanted to tear apart as well. And um, one guy actually popped up saying that he was doing illegal drugs as well, but it's like, okay, a lot of kids do. Yeah. And that was one person in that one house. All the other people weren't on drugs when right. saying what they were seeing. Right. So there's a girl that pops up and says all that. I'm like, you get it, girl. Yeah. And so when everybody did call for help in the situation, it turned out uh, that the house was conducted, the searching of the house being conducted, I can't talk. Um, There was a point that Carmen claimed to have been possessed. Okay. She said that she started out, like whenever she just kind of wiped over her, she was in just nothing but complete darkness. She said there was no sensation whatsoever. She couldn't feel her own like temperature, like her own body heat. She, She couldn't speak. Because it was just not even, like, nothing was yeah. working. It was a complete, like, what I would call, like, a black hole, basically. And, um... Like, somebody took her out of her body. Pretty much, or, yeah. And yeah. it's into nothingness. And if you're into Stranger Things, just think of when Eleven goes to the Upside Down, when she travels, and it's just, like, nothing but black. I mean, obviously, the water's not on the floor and stuff. But that's what kind of equates me to what it would be. Have you ever seen the movie Get Out? Oh, honey, I own that movie. That is it's such a damn... Like Another one of those that's, like, horror, but also, like political exactly and and really good of, yeah so and good. actually all of them are good honestly yeah. uh, us was good and i really also loved oh gosh what was the one um the third one he did it was like i, I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it and it's going to drive me nuts that i cannot think of the name of it but it's very modern day but it's also back to slave times yeah and you have to watch it closely and stick with it because it is just like his other movies yeah they're insanely like political and but also like ugh, I love it in message. the best way yes like in a in a in a I don't know it's hard but yeah to that's explain. actually a good way like but, where he's being hypnotized yeah her. it's almost like that where yeah. they go into the dark place mm-hmm. or whatever yep mm-hmm. so that's what she said and then she said that a hole kind of opened up and she claimed that um, the entity was challenging her faith, saying it was no use, basically. Um, she was trying to pray, pray the All Father. And at that point, she said she suddenly was on a road or a path. And she said it was like a desolate place that she called Ethereum, 
And she said that it was surrounded by just all of these people's souls and just negative emotions. It was not a happy place. It was a very disparaging kind of place. She was overwhelmed by their pain. She felt nothing but compassion. But anytime that she wanted to comfort them or do something, the entity warned her, do not step off the path. And first of all, I'm like, well, why would he warn you not to step off the path? Yeah. Or unless he wanted you. I don't know. There's, I have little chills going on in my little legs right now. Um, but she said that um, the possession, how long she was gone in this possession was for eight hours. So Jeez. they were just with her, you know, for eight hours. She was just like catatonic? Yeah, I guess. Actually, I don't, you know, they didn't get that specific, yeah, of course. But I like But I think it was know. going on while they're... Like the research team for the Warrens was going through the house, if wow. I'm not mistaken. I think that's when she said that happened. So it wasn't long after that that, yep, here comes uh, Ed and Lorraine. <laughs> here they are. Here they come. All their glory. So um, Ed and Lorraine, the three researchers, came to the Snedeker house and they actually stayed at the house for nine and a half weeks with them. Um, that's a long time. A very long time. And I was gonna make the mention of like, but what about their daughter? Um, Cause like, and this is really bad that I didn't do this kind of research because I don't know if they actually do have a daughter or if it was just the movies. But obviously they either. were they were more elderly when this was happening. So, so maybe she, she was an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they said that they never accepted any kind of payment for what they were doing and trying to help them with. Her daughter Judy. Yes, Judy. Judy Warren. Yes. I knew it was Judy in the the movies. It's alleged she's allegedly seventy five. Okay. Or seventy six. Yeah, so yeah, she was definitely now, way, today. way old enough to take care of herself at that point. Um, she, yeah, she's real. <laughs> she's and real. She's, it says <laughs> it's she's real. <laughs> she's real. It said she spent most of her childhood with her grandmother. So I guess that it would, would make be, sense because they were always going places to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, I guess that would be the mother. There yeah, grandmother. Yeah. Got it. Check. <laughs> um, so yeah, this was them for nine and a half weeks, which I even I'm just like, dude, that's commitment right there. And I'm like, well, why would you think that this is? There's a lot of this that doesn't add up. I will admit, but at the same time, it's like also you're very committed to helping these people, and if you're not paying, getting paid to do what you do, then I don't see like there no one's getting money exchanged for this. Right. Um, so yeah, they uh, the new tenants that were after them, they were so heavily out of it and they were actually on the show, of course. And they were like, this is just a money scheme. That's all this is, is a money scheme. Nothing ever happened to us when we were there. And of course, you know, the Senators are like, yeah, because we exercise the damn place. That's why nothing happened right. to you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but yeah, so they said it was just that, you know, and when you came back to that, um, their son had cancer, they had bills. Yeah. You know, and some people say that they were getting behind on the rent. Yeah. And since they were getting behind on the rent and they had all the cancer bills and everything, then they just basically plotted the entire scenario uh, to cover that. So that's like, a, that's one like interesting scam. Yes. And very well thought I out too. Was sexually assaulted by a ghost so that I can make I mean, money. Exactly. And it's like that's something I wouldn't want to talk about. Right. I would right. not want to talk about Like, that. you're sacrificing your, like, credibility. Well, not just the credibility, but, like, I would be too... I don't want to say shamed, but, like, shy to tell anyone that this had happened to me, you know? Like, it took me That's years just... and years and years to admit that I had been... I've been through stuff, you know, yeah. and like going just on national television right after it happened saying, hey, this is what happened. I'm like, that to me is, 
for the media to that's do. That's very tough to, yeah. to, to do, yeah. you know? Yeah, I agree. To and, put yourself out there in general. Yes. And then again, I'm just like, two years, two years. Why didn't you leave? Why didn't you leave? And everyone is like, why didn't you leave? So there was one woman who had a friend that knew the Snedekers, and she said that while she was at the house during all this time, uh, she went to the basement area, and she said that she was just absolutely overwhelmed by an odor that was so revolting, it almost made her throw up immediately on the floor. Mm. And then they were in the dining room table talking, and she said that something bit her really painfully, and then they went to look at her leg, or I think it was her leg, and of course there was no physical evidence of the bite. Like, no one could see it, but she said that she actually felt it. Some of the neighbors claimed that, because apparently there were like these, this one woman kept like a serious journal of all the things that happened in the neighborhood and woke her up at night. And there was like this one point that these like really, really big trucks were coming through the neighborhood. Hmm. So they were attributing the vibrations from the large trucks in the neighborhood that caused the sensations that they were witnessing within their beds and bedroom. Yeah, but wouldn't everybody have been like, hey, just FYI, your bed, sorry, the dog's getting excited. Uh... Your your bed, Ricky Oaks. <laughs> take a breath. Um, wouldn't it be that you're? He's barking. Um, I'm now lost my train of thought, Ricky. You can't do this to me. <laughs> wouldn't you think that would be like neighborhood gossip? Yeah. That you're like uh, the best really vibrating. Around last yeah, night, absolutely. You know? It also makes me kind of think of uh, um, that one season of American Horror Story with like the chemical trucks and everything. Yes. Now I've got to rewatch. That was such a. Fr- oh, they're all freaky, but some of them were there. really just yeah. topical. Um, but yeah, so ah. she said that the, they were going through the neighborhood. And um, so they were saying that obviously they weren't really feeling anything supernatural. It was it had to have been that. But again, like me and he was like it was the one person saying this. Right. Um, so yeah, and, and they said that they should have just left immediately. Everybody you know agrees that they should have just left, and they maintained that they couldn't leave because it would follow them and it would you know hurt them to leave as well. Yeah. And um, so the landlord said that there had never been any issues before they moved in and after they moved in. Which, honestly, too, from what we know in the spirit world, shit just pops up and happens sometimes. It may not necessarily be yeah. affecting everyone, but somebody, a family that is sensitive to it or, you know, whatever. There's so many things that are in and out about hauntings. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, Ed Lorraine and the family, they actually did write a book about the goings-on in the house. And, of course, it was very heavily disputed. Uh, there were priests involved. Some of them wanted the anonymity when it came to spirit work within the home. Keep talking. I'm the dog. <laughs> but I, I feel weird. No, keep talking. Okay. I can hear you. Okay. But yeah, so they were uh, wanting to do some spiritual work in the home, and other people were like voraciously attacking the Snedekers because, I mean, give me names, give me names. Who are these priests? Why did they say this? Why won't they come out and tell us all these things? And so, yeah, they just wanted proof. And then um, from here on out, I actually have some notes because this is like a NBC article um, about uh, Connecticut and the questions that they actually asked and posed to Lorraine. Okay. So Lorraine said that one night they were in bed and they received a phone call from Carmen. Uh, Lorraine was made aware that the home was a former funeral parlor and that allegedly necrophilia was heavily involved on the premises. Gross. Yes. Gross. Yes. Like, we try not to shame you, but we will shame you. No, I'll shame you for that. I'm shame, shame, shame on, on you. you for that. Shame on you. Especially because all that stuff could be causing all this stuff. It, I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are other ways. There, yeah. 
Um, so uh, the boys that lived downstairs where the preparation room and the coffin room was located, they started to see and hear things that the parents were just dismissing. And not long after that, they started actually sleeping upstairs in the living room because they did not want yeah. to be down there. And honestly, I wouldn't either. It would have. I would have immediately done that. Yeah, no, the exactly. First night. The son that's like, Mom, this house is evil. I'd be like, no, nah, I'll nah, sleep with you. I'm just like, nope. We <laughs> nope. And so she said that uh, the niece of Carmen were calling the Warrens that night in the kitchen. And Lorraine said that Carmen was speaking to them. And as they were talking on the phone, the events just kept magnifying to the point that as Carmen was on the phone with them, her rosary beads ripped completely apart. Beads are flowing, you know, flowing, flying everywhere. So at this point, they called a priest for a blessing. It did not work. But they said that it did scare the priest so bad that it pretty much shook him to his core and he left. Um, this was the point that they found in a bishop and had two priests dispensed to the home, one of whom was an exorcist. Just um, yeah, check out the situation. The priest held mass at the home in order to exercise the demons, at which point Ed started having severe palpitations because he had just recovered recently from a heart attack. And he still hasn't seen The Conjuring 3. No, but I need to watch it. Because that's in it. Oh. And then what I'm going to play for you here in a little bit, actually also, is if you remember whenever we were watching Conjuring 2 uh-huh. and they were on the talk show, Yes. they got that from the Sally Jesse talk show. Stop. Yep. Okay, great. And I did. Great. I, I, I recorded it. Because it's like, when you remember it, too, it's like, yes, this is exactly what was yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was just like, what? What? <laughs> Stop. I need to pause. <laughs> so, yeah, they, at that point, you know, enough was enough. They really couldn't do very much more about it. But they did end up exercising the home. Um, and then I am just going to quote this direct uh, paragraph for you too because okay. you will uh, you will see the correlation okay in the movie love that and this is what Lorraine said both of the priests wrote a letter to the bishop saying that an exorcist was needed and they did not want to do it said Lorraine these were powerful forces at work she said the church sent an exorcist who seemed to do the trick but not before one last hurrah from whatever was believed to be haunting the house when the exorcism happened, a crazy thing also happened that we still don't really understand. She said, there was a huge tree in front of the house no. and half of the tree with no wind broke off and fell onto their property. I know exactly what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. So I'm just like, I, cause I know that a lot of this stuff, obviously when you're going into cinematic stuff, it's gonna be quite skewed. But it's a little bit, just little stuff like little that. Easter gets eggs. Me. Yes, yeah. they do. It gets me. And so, you know, basically, I was just like, so my, my three things is like, what do you think? Do you think it was a ploy by a desperate family down on their luck behind rent with thousands of dollars in hospital bills because of their sick son? Do you believe that it's actually a true haunting? Or do you believe it could have been a little bit of both? It could have been kind of a thing and a scheme to help out, like but also a haunting. Maybe just a hysteria. Or that. Like, you know, they hear one scary story, and they know they're living in a funeral home now. And, and they're, so like, like, kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Could be, like, making it up basically. But, I mean, you know I mean? Like, I think it's always both. I think that there is actual things that do happen, but I think yeah. that it does 
always get twisted. Yeah. So I, I, I do a 50-50. Like, I know the hauntings yeah. are real. I believe the hauntings right. are real. I've seen some stuff and you know, whatever. Yeah. But also, like, I think that whenever you go that far with it, you are yeah. looking for compensation in some way. Right. And if you look through things with a different lens, you're always going to find a different conclusion. Yes. Like, if I put on the lens of haunting, then I could believe it's a ghost. But if I put on the lens of Logic. kidnapper, then I could believe it's a kidnapper. Yeah. But if I put on, you know, it, it just depends on what you're afraid of and what lens yes. you're looking through. And like I said, like I'm looking at all this and it's like, yeah, I believe that there could have been the haunting. I believe that things would happen. It could yeah. happen. Um, and I mean, also like the guy, they called in a scientist to um, see what he thought. And natu- naturally, it's a... I mean, I just... It's the same scientist that, like, disputed, I think, most all of their cases and everything. Like, he he even brought up Amityville and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. But I do have this, and hopefully... Do this the right way this time. Warren, we all know know it, but if you'll just let me finish. When when you're concerned, I'm alone. Try to show, try on to show a little show, I don't have a lot of time. No, I'm not going to class with somebody sitting here. You'll have nothing to Ed, Ed, let Joe just explain your point. Well, what would you do about it? Hi, guys. Joe, what? So, yeah, in Conjuring 2, before they go to England, they were on a, you know, talk show. Yeah. And the scientist, and it was practically word for word, because I remember them yeah. going at each other back and forth, yeah. attacking his beliefs, and he's like, what are you going to do about it? You yeah. Know? And Russell Rand's like, <laughs> Yeah, everybody's like, Ed, please stop. Uh, but man. It's yeah. weird to see it in real life. It is. Yeah. And like I said, I like the fact that you can trace it back to that moment. Yeah. And actually that, like, I don't know. I love yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I really do. Same. Unless it's something that scares the absolute crap out of me. Like that nun. Oh my gosh, Valak. yes. Valak, yes. Oh, don't terrible. say it again. because oh, The was, third time yeah. you like Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's better oh, than Candyman. Third time. That, like five times. <laughs> third time's not the charm. No thanks. Nope. No Bell Witch. None of this stuff up in this house. Yeah. But yeah, so that's it. I just thought it was very interesting. Like, it is. And like I said, please do watch that video. It's like a 45 minute video. And I think they did take out chunks of it because I'm like, hey, man, I have questions. Yeah. But it's just, it's entertaining. Yeah. Watching them attached. see it. Yeah. It's like the original Jerry Springer. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <sighs> We did it. We did. We had some. Ricky really wanted to use his voice on the podcast today. He did. You can hear him grunting. He's happy now. Uh, he just was trying to protect us from yes. whatever he was barking at. You're a good noisemaker, yeah. buddy. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but he won't do much if you get inside. Just lick you. So. <laughs> That's so <laughs> But he at least will let me know you're here. Um, but yeah, I think it was a great episode. I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. And I really do think it was. I think it's fun to just kind of like not know which way we're going to go with yeah. it. Just hang out and have fun. That's Always. our goal. And yeah. stay alive. That is, yes. I didn't wear my yeah. shirt today. Me either. Honestly, I don't know where mine is. Um, okay, cool. Well, um, in that case, we'll see you in two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.